This is Pastor Tiny Little, especially known as Pastor Tan. This has been an awesome week because God is still on the throne. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. It has not changed. God is still on the throne. No matter what's going on around the world, God is still on the throne. Amen. Keep what God is giving you to yourself because certain people don't want to hear that you have been able to prosper or being found in favor of God. So what God is telling you that you need to keep some things to yourself. Amen. And I'm going to say this also too, is that just to expound on that, God will show you who is supposed to be in your life and who isn't. And in this time, in this season, you need to be particular. I told you I'm picky. I am so picky about who I who I am with and who I'm not with. And even when they see me, I am picky. And see, the thing is, is that the enemy will sit there and try to say something about, you know, the company you keep. And then at the same exact time, every time that you say something of, you know, the vernacular of, hey, you know, I'm sick or I'm doing this and that. You know, the enemy will try to have them to come and pray for your demise. So please, whatever you're going through, keep it to yourself. And whatever God is blessing you with in this time and this season, especially prophets, do what God says do. Let God unfold things for you and you will see that your blessings are going to be on the way. Your favor is there, but make sure that the enemy does not get to have, especially through jealous people their way in your life. Amen. So I wanted to say, I'm not the nail. And I was like, wait a minute, what does that mean, God? And I was like, I'm not the nail. And it means breath or breathing. And I was like, oh my God, God. I said, okay, this is going to be juicy. And when I wrote it down, it was spirit breathe on us. And I love that song. And I'm not trying to Sing it because I'm not a, a psalmstress, but I know that when God breathes on us and it's a spirit, breathe on us, spirit, Holy Spirit from God, breathe on us. Y'all, I'm telling you, it's in the word of God. Let's go ahead and dive into it because it's juicy today. But I want to say this. Let God breathe on you today. Let his spirit breathe on you today. And I'm telling you, it is just something about when God shows up, when the Holy Spirit and Jesus, all three in one, show up and show out. There is something about the name. Oh, my God. Jesus. In Nathaniel. And I said, Lord. Now, this is just one way of saying in Nathaniel, but it's so many different ways to be able to have it that, you know, God has it so much so that. Inapaneo still means breathing. And at the same time, it says at his resurrection, Jesus breathed on his disciples. That means that he was in Napaneo. He was able to give them the breath of life in order for them to know how critically it was for them to be able to receive. 
the Holy Spirit, which is or either the Holy Ghost. See, some of y'all in not the name. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, we don't we think that the word is just not just so dead. No, it's living and breathing. And every time that you are reading the scriptures and you're saying it out loud, it gives you more life. It gives you the breath of life all the time in not banal. You're you're getting it from God. Okay, let me do one second for me, okay? Why won't you go ahead, breathe in, hold that breath, and then breathe out. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Breathe in, oh, and then breathe out. Do you understand? That's how God was able to inspire us through his spirit, his Holy Spirit, for the ones that were able to go and see God's back, which was Moses, all right? That's in the Old Testament. That's how we got Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. And then we had Joshua. We had all of these different books, but these different people that were inspired to go ahead and write because God breathed on them. And so let me let me let me go further than that. And I'm gonna go back to that in that banal. But what I'm gonna tell you is that also too. And I was looking this up, and I was just. I was so like, oh, that this week, the oldest Bible, that Bible sold for $3.4 million. Y'all don't hear me though. Oh, it's going to get juicy today. See, some of y'all don't understand that the ones that you have at your home are priceless. But the one that is sold for $3.4 million, even the value, uh, I pray the person that is purchasing it, he and his Sweden is going to be able to read it and just not just read it, but absorb it. Know what the factors and the and the significance of being able to in not paneo, breathe and have the breath of God every time that you turn in the pages. Y'all don't understand. See, no other book can give you that. No other book can tell you how God is breathing in your life. See, we can have all these authors and I got nothing wrong with them because I can be one too. But there's nothing about reading the Bible, just reading the word of God in his essence, in his purity, in not paneo. Woohoo, y'all don't hear me though. And don't, don't that tell you something about how God loves us so much? Now, now let me go, let's go into Genesis. Because I'm just going to tell you a little bit about it. And it says that, you know, because we were human beings, you know, we owe our very breath and life to God. Elohim El Shaddai. The only Elohim El Shaddai. Because we got so many Elohims. But he is the author and the finisher. The Alpha and the Omega. He is the first and the last. He is the father, the maker, and the creator of Jacob, Isaac, Isaiah. Joseph, I mean, all of these different people in the Bible, Abraham, oh my God, and he's the maker of me and you. So I'm going to let you know that in Genesis, and it says, please make sure that you do have your breath of life with you. Oh my God, that you do have the Bible with you at this point in this time. And every time that we come in, know that in not Penel, which is the word of God, that God is breathing life into you. Amen. And it says it in the new, in the, excuse me, King James Version. And it's Genesis 2, chap, second chapter in the seventh verse. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground 
and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me say this for the people in the back. See, y'all don't understand how God fashioned us so much so that we were able to have involuntary and voluntary. That means things that don't work and things that do work and we don't have to worry about them. And I'm going to tell you that every time that you are moving your hands or being expressive, your brain has to have synapses in order for it to grow and then go and be able to tell your other parts of the body. And it goes through renegally and says, you know what? I need you to move your hand. I need you to go ahead and put this down if it's hot or it's cold. Come on now. Y'all don't hear me though. See, the thing of it is, is that God breathes life into us every morning when we wake up and even when we're sleeping, he constantly is having that because when you're in REM sleep, God is still there. Come on now, let me tell you, it's rapid eye movement if you don't know what I mean. And it's the scientific where you have to be in deep sleep in order for you to function and and live and have your own being and God is still letting you be able to breathe. Come on, in not Paneo. Come on now. God is still letting you breathe. And he's letting you be able to have your pulse and be able to have your heartbeat at a certain angle, a certain distance, a certain time, and certain width and breath that you can be able to maintain your time and your energy and your breath while you're asleep. Y'all don't hear me though. Come on now, God. I thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming into the room. In not panel, yet it'll shade it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yet I shake it a little shade it. God, I thank y'all. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for coming into the room on today. I thank you, Lord, for being able to just give us the synapses, give us the understanding that even when we don't understand that the very life and the very breath is in your hand. So when you say we don't even have to exist anymore, that's it. God will take your breath. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me though. See, that's the thing is that the simple things, the simple things will come, will make people complex. The simple thing, God is simple. Oh my God. Y'all don't hear me though. The crest of all the things that God has been able to show me and just work through me and not for nail. Y'all, woo, thank you, Jesus. Do you understand that every time you take a breath, That's God living in you. That's God breathing through you and allowing you to be able to see life and life more abundant. All right. All right. I got a little bit excited because you know what? See, sometimes we need to understand why our spirit is so quickening, why our spirit is so understanding, why we are so significantly so real and so personal to God. We need to understand it's not just about me. It's about you also. So when you can read the word of God and give it a whole lot more of a twist of who God is and a whole lot more. And it's not just a new twist. It's been there, but we've starting to unfold a lot of different things in this word. Amen. So I'm going to say that in Napanel. I'm going to keep saying it because it's a blessing and it's a it's, it's just so real for us to have it. Breath. That's a simple thing. But people don't realize how simple it is until you're almost gone. Oh my God. Hallelujah. And I wanted to let you know that just because God is who he is, we are able to have move around and have our being on today. And at the same as that time, God has no respect to person. 
But I wanted to let you know because I was like, okay, God, I understand what you're telling us is so profound that sometimes people need to realize and be put in their places. Amen. And they're like, wait a minute, hold up. What do you mean? Um, let me say this. Job was put into his place. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. See, some of us are like, Job, we want to sit here when crisis comes. We want to sit here and say, wait a minute, where is God? Why, why God did you have me to go through this? But then Job had his little pity party. And then God sat there and said, wait a minute, hold up. Since you put my name on it and you've asked me, let me tell you something. You don't make anything here, Job. I'm just paraphrasing. I mean, he was crap. He was, it was rough. I was like, ooh, I feel bad for you, bro. And I'm going to say it like that. I felt bad for Job because Job was sitting there and putting his mouth in his hands where he should never. Now, I'm gonna, let's be honest, okay? And it says it in Job, the 27th chapter and the first verse. Y'all, let's go through this. Let, let's, let's just be real, okay? Because some of us do the same thing. See, some of us want to sit here and say, well, pastor, you know, we, we don't want to hear it. All right, you don't want to hear it, but I'm going to tell you what I got meaning. God chastised the ones that he really do love. So God, go ahead and chastise me. Because at least I know I'm not going to hell. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. I would rather for God to chastise me than for me to be sitting up there in hell and knowing what I said was wrong, but yet and still not giving me time to be corrected. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. But anyway, Job, and it says, Job, the 27th chapter and the first verse, moreover, Job continued his parable and said, let me go to the second verse. As God liveth, who have taken away my judgment? Oh, y'all don't hear me though. And then it says, and the almighty who have vexed my soul. Verse three, all the while my breath, come on now, breath is in me. And the spirit of God, let me say that one more time. The spirit of God is in my nostrils. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Let me go back. Let me go back. It says in the second verse, as God liveth who have taken away my judgment and the almighty who has vexed my soul. Ooh. The third verse, all the while my breath in Napanael is in me and the spirit of God is in my nostrils. All right. Let me say this. It's time for us to realize who God is and how God quickens us and how God is able to give us what we need when we need it. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. See, there is such a thing that as God quicken us, that in not Paneo is connected to either breath or blow and has a base meaning of air in motion or breath is sometimes necessary to life. All right. But it also says that also for the Greek tragedies, they used it for breath of life, but in the spirit, which is of the new Testament, we ain't getting there yet. let me, let me give me my time. Give me a few minutes that in which is early Greek is connected to the soul. Y'all don't hear me though. See what, we need to understand is that 
the peak that God in Nathanael, he took that and then the world sat there and did something else and try and then Satan took it and then he went and said, you know what, let me go ahead and go to Aristotle. And it says to denote warm air. And sometimes a, a beat or the term is synapsic with the wind that's trapped within the earth. Come on now. And then it comes into more of how it's an eternal element on the air and motion of the world. And then also at the same time, it's talking about the psyche. Now, let me tell you something. This is something that we need to understand is that when we sit there and we let the enemy in, through psychics, through mediums, through witchcraft, through all the things that God told you not to do. Don't you know that's sitting up there and messing with what God has already ordained. And God breathed the life, if not Paneo, not you, not that witch, not the other way. No, mm -mm, think about it. See, some of us want to sit here and condone the things that's going on. No, you don't need to condone nothing. God already told you, do not do that. Do not sit there and condone a wish to live. No, 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 no. God said, this is an abomination. This is not right. This is not of God. You need to stay away from it. And I'm going to say this like I mean it. People want to sit here and 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 talk to people in the dead and 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 I understand you miss them but don't you know they lift they're they're pretty much gone and that's where the way that God wants you to be able to understand that so many times that when we go and we consult the dead that is not of God that is just a familiar spirit in which it is a demon that has been here for years and they're mimicking what you already know they're mimicking a loved one or the person that you're missing and they will sit there and tell this medium or this warlock or this witch what you've been doing. Come on now. See, the enemy will try to come in and be able to have all these different eyes on you. But then at the same exact time, he's a brethren of the accuser. Don't you know he did that to Job? He was going and it says and then the, you know, first first part of Job that he was going to and fro, and I'm just paraphrasing, seeking whom he may devour. And God replies and said, have you, sir, have you, have you seen, have you considered my servant Job? Come on now. Have you considered my servant Job? And, and as you know, Satan and God was having that interaction, that dialogue, you know, Satan was like, no, he's not going to, he, he'll curse you once you start paraphrasing now, once you start, you know, taking away the things he has and, you know, protection and everything else. But then God sits there and says, you know what? You can go ahead and touch him, but not his soul. Not, not, not his what? Oh my God. And not the nail. Oh, Jesus. Not his rock. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Not his rock which means breath or wind, and the spirit is same, is corresponding in Napaneo. Ooh, y'all don't hear me, though. Y'all don't hear me. See, the thing of it is, is that when we go through things, God already knows how it's going to be because Jesus even told Peter, he said, I am praying for you because the enemy desires to sift you like wheat. Y'all don't hear me, though, but he was sitting there and saying, in Napaneo, I am Thank you, Jesus. I am placing my, my fervent breath into the Father 
and petition of you. He was just shabaking God about him. Y'all don't hear me though. See, that's the thing is that when you know who God is, you can go before the father and shabak him and say, God, this is what's going on. And I know you're in Napaneo. Your breath can be able to change the situation. Y'all don't hear me though. Y'all don't hear me. Y'all don't hear that God is sitting there and making ways out of no ways for you, for your family, for your children. But yet and still, y'all want to sit here and act like God is not even on the throne. No, not today I am not. You said you are supposed to give thanks to God everywhere you are. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him. Do not let the rocks cry out more than you. Y'all don't hear me though. Oh, Lord, in my pneo, y'all. Rafa, oh, okay. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My cup is running over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Thank you, Lord. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Y'all, y'all don't hear me though. Every time we are in this word, it is more precise, more precise, more for you to eat. You can get greedy and fat off the word of God. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. You can get greedy and fat in the spiritual off the word of God. And later on, once you have to work, it won't be that you're anorexic in the spirit. Let me say that one more time. You are not sitting up here and then going and using the word of God, but not going and refilling your cup every time and replenishing your plate. And then when you have that time to war, then you can go back to the reserves because you know what you stored up in you. Y'all don't hear me though. See, God's in that panel. I got, I got to omit. You know, oh my God. Y'all don't hear me though. See, in Hebrew, spirit is raw, raw. I was like, okay. I'm learning some stuff today. And it, and don't be ashamed to learn something new. Y'all don't hear, I don't know what's wrong with, see, okay, let me tell you something. The, the one time that you are so high and mighty, that you know earthly good to God, that you can't even learn something new, that you remember, your mind starts reminding you back to what's going on. But don't you know that God is still a merciful God? God is still willing to give you time and space in order for you to understand and know and then come back to him still. That's for the people that are not living for God. And that's for the people that's supposed to be living for God, but you're doing everything else and you're distracting yourself because you don't want to do what God says do. I'm telling you, you better put it down. Mm, mm, mm. And not Peneo. But what I wanted to let you know is that when he said my spirit, the spirit of God in that pineal is in my nostrils. Nostrils. Do you understand that every time we took a breath, you are taking in the oxygen and you're able to go. And when you excel, when you exhale, you are able to dispense out the carbon monoxide. And don't you know every time that you have plants or trees or you know that's giving out the oxygen you are feeding them back the carbon dioxide in order for them to keep on transforming back back out to you 
Don't you know the relationship you have with God that's an even exchange? God, I thank you. Even though we call it for the trees and us, it is a photosynthesis. But don't you know the relationship we have with God is more of a life and death situation? Because if you don't have him, you don't have life. Oh, Lord, I thank you. And not for now. Y'all, see, some of the things y'all think. Oh my God, wait a minute, Pastor. It's, what do you mean? Let me tell you something. The simple things that God has been able to give to you, the simple things that God has been able to just prescribe to you and give to you and, and favor you and give all these different things and excellence to you. Don't you know that's in that paneo, that's God's breath in you and letting you move and breathe and go here and, and be present here and go into there. Favor, favor, favor is upon you because of who God is. In that paneo. Y'all don't hear me, okay? Now, mm, uh, wait a minute, Pastor. Mm. <laughs> now, I'm going to pause because do you understand the reality of who God is? See, some of, these, some of, some of the people in the Bible, and I'm going to be honest with you, and, I'm, and it's still the same way today. We can be knuckleheads. I'm going to say it like that like I mean it. God, did you say that? Did you honestly tell us to be able to, to, be able to understand? Now, let me hear you right, God. See, we can be knuckleheads when it comes to God. We can be headstrong as the Israelite. Do you understand the severity of so many things that this Bible had to go just to get to you? Do you understand that even when we thought it was going to be lost, God said no. And it was interesting to me that I even found out that Alexander the Great, and look him up, he was also able to conquer so many different things, but he had up to at least maybe 20 or 30 scribes. And also he was able to, to see about the Bible because Alexandria, where his, um, where he was founded, his library had the Bible in it. And he had one day had the scribes, like 20 or 30 of these scribes, and please don't quote me on the number, but he had the scribes to sit there and the scribes were sitting there and he told them to go back and translate the word of God, which is the Bible. And if you come back with us all the same, and he was like, if they come back with the same way of, of transcribing the Bible, it must be something to this box, to this, to this book. Come on now. Let me say this one more time. As soon as they all came out of their rooms and, you know, they were done and they were done at possibly at the same time, you know, through candlelight and nights and days of writing the word of God. And they came out and it came to be true that as he was able to see all the different scribes sitting there and being able to translate the word of God. And it came out the same. He said it was something to this book. It had to be something to this book, which was the Bible. It had to be something to it. Y'all don't hear me though. And see at the same exact time when he found that and then you see Alexander's um, pretty much his library got destroyed, but that doesn't mean that God's Bible was stopped, stopped there. 
It has been through so many wars and, you know, even the Johann Gutenberg and I've seen it for myself and I really want to go take my family that I've seen the first Bible where it was translated into from the propel, the, 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 the paper at the time, which was super expensive to translate and then having so many different words and so many different languages to be there and having the printing press to be able to manufacture it. Y'all don't hear me. Oh my God. In that video. <laughs> and I'm telling you, and I thank God for a friend of mine that honestly, uh, was able to help me get a Bible dictionary. And this is some of the things that I've been able to get out of it that really helps illuminate. And I mean to enlighten and give you a whole different perspective of who God is. And I wanted to let you know that God, I mean, with everything in Napaneo, everything that God has been able to put into me, I'm giving it to you. Every time that I listen or I hear something, I give it back to you because I know that God is listening. And I know that God, I need his approval to give it to you. So I'm giving it the way that God gave it to me. Amen. Now, I wanted to go also into after we loved Job and I was like, okay, God, you just showing up. You showing out. I mean, these people, I don't, I don't see how in the world, you know, some people say this is boring. No, it's not to me, to me. I've been doing this and I've been reading my word and I've been, and sometimes I get lazy. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I, I used to get lazy about my word of God. So I'm sorry if, if people, you know, I'm disappointing you. But once God starts realizing, I've been doing this since I was 10 years old, how to be able to learn how to, you know, how to research and do things in the concordance and everything else. And then God sits there and says, no, I need to breathe in my penale. I need to let you know that spirit breathe on us. I needed you to know that you are the most important part of me. I'm not a thing. I'm not an object. I am a person to God. And even when it says in Jeremiah, he knew me from my mother's womb. Y'all don't understand the implications of that, that he knew us. He, he knew exactly how we were, how we were coming out, how we had dimples on our faces and, you know, had those certain type of cheekbones and having certain types of, you know, just different skin tones to how we were going to speak, how we were going to, how we were going to live and shape us and mold us. And, and then at the same exact time, he knew what was going to break us. He knew the betrayals. He knew what we had to go through. And then at the same time, he still loved on us because he gave us in not for day, y'all. <laughs> you know, oh, y'all don't hear me, though. This is good. I, I was like, well, God, I'm just, you, you, uh, Jesus. And it says in Ezekiel. The 37th chapter. And oh my goodness, I I had to go back to read about the prophets because I am one also. And he was just showing me different prophets and he was showing me the timeline of which some of them were living at the same time. And then at the same exact time, they were still having similar, you know, critical situations. But at the same time, God was teaching each and every one of them different ways of learning. All right. And I was going back to the vision of the dry bones, and, and this is so profound. Everybody always talks about it. But it was talking about uh, Ezekiel 37 chapter. We're going to start with the first verse. Amen. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and I carried me out of my spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley 
which was full of foam. Verse 2, and caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very, very dry. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. And caused me to pass by them round about, and behold, they were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. Third verse, and he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, come on now, O Lord God, thou knowest. Verse four, and again, he says unto me, prophesize unto these bones. All right, come on now and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Jesus. Verse five, thus says the Lord God unto these bones, behold, I will cause wrath to enter into you and ye shall live. Verse six, and I will lay shoe unto thee, excuse me, unto you, and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you. And ye shall live and ye shall know that I am the Lord. Mm, my God, my God, my God. Verse seven. So I prophesied as I was commanded and as I prophesied, there was a noise and behold, a shaking and the bones came together. Bone to his bone. Verse 8, and when I behold, lo, the shoes and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above, but there was no, oh Lord, help, breath in them. Verse 9, then I said unto me, prophesy unto the winds, mm. prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus says the Lord God. Come from the four winds. Oh, breathe and breathe upon these slain that they may have lived. Verse 10, as I prophesied, he commanded me and the breath came unto them and they lived and stood up upon their feet in exceedingly great army. Ooh, Jesus, let me calm down. Verse 11, and then he said unto them, son of man, these bones are the whole world, whole house of Israel. Behold, they say our bones are dry and our hope is up. We are cut off from all our parts. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh. Verse 12, therefore prophesies unto them. Thus says the Lord God, behold my people. I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves. Ooh, Jesus. And bring you unto the land of Israel. My God. Okay, let me calm down. And shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. Then shall ye know that I am Jesus. The Lord has spoken it and performed it. Thus says the Lord. Let me tell you something. And not Penel. Ooh, Rafa, the soul. Y'all don't hear me though. See, when God sat there and breathed the life into them, and he commanded his servant to speak unto those bones, it's because when God speaks, mm, the earth shifts and changes. When God speaks, mm, mm, life begins, and also death has no end. When God speaks, there is such a noise that comes from him that no one can be able to other. When God speaks, 
You don't understand the whole entire time that every time that we take a breath, God is speaking because he's able to help you and not paneo because your soul, Rafa, needs him every day. Not when you feel like it. God is not one to be able to sit there and be such in a box. He is not that type of God. God has been able to speak through so many different people and so many prophets and prophecies that you need to understand that God is speaking to you now in not Peniel. Every time you read this word, it is so precious, so enduring, so intimate. Do you understand that this is a this is the written word for us to help us learn how to live, not just live, but to dwell within him, to know who God is, to know the emphasis of who God is in us. Rapha, the soul that we have. See, we have so many different things going on. But don't you know, if you don't feed your spiritual man, your soul will be lost and you only have a couple of you know, years and sometimes times where God is sitting there and giving you time to do what he says do before he calls you home, before he calls you to your resting place, before he calls you and he wants his gifts back and he wants to be able to sit there and judgment shall come to us. Y'all don't hear me. In not the nail, Rafa. Glory. Over the scriptures that described as being breathed out by God. Uh, you, yeah. Mm-mm. Yes, Lord. And all I kept hearing is spirit breathe on us. That even before I started my podcast, God would come in and said, you know, just give me a little send it of what and breathe on us. This is even if it's, this is a, a um. If this is a, you know, a little bit of a music, I, you know, I have no permission towards this. I don't, you know, but I just wanted to say, God, spirit, breathe on us on today. It is not by so much we have, but it's by your grace and mercy. We are living God and have our being and moving and not beneath. I, I don't know about you, but God has been so good. He's been mm good. Y'all don't hear me though. See, sometimes we can sit there and say, well, you know, I don't have this or I don't have that. But do you understand? God has been so good that some of us should be dead by now. Some of us should be sitting up here with so many different things, so many diseases. Let's just talk about it. I mean, I'm just just putting it out on the whole entire thing. We should be dead. Some of us should be in, you know, bondage. Some of us should be in jail. Some of us should be in, you know, psychiatric wars. Some of us should be, you know, sitting up here and, and almost dying from cancer and from all these other communicable diseases. Come on now, let's just be honest. We should be. But because in Nakpaneo, because God breathed his breath of life into us in order for us to live. And then give us the word of God in order for us to be able to have the instructions to get back to him. Y'all don't hear me though. Okay. Mm-mm. What you want, Pastor? I'm on this word. Why are you acting funny, Pastor? Because I know that God is picky and I cannot be around everything. Oh, y'all don't hear me though. Now, y'all don't hear me though. See, this word will make you want to stretch out and do what God says to do and straighten out your life. And also it's like a two-edged sword. It's, it's, it, can, it can cut and then it can heal at the same time. Y'all don't understand. You're not the nail. Mm, mm, glory. Mm. 
Thank you, Jesus. I, I don't. Mm -hmm. See, some of us want to sit here and say, well, God, you know, you don't talk to me. Yes, he does. And not Penelope. I don't know who told you that. God is a living being. He does what he needs to do. We don't tell him what to do. All I know is that he takes care of us through and through and he does not stop. He's not sitting up here being stingy with benefits. He's not sitting up here and, and not taking care of us in our health and life and strength. Come on now. He is not. <laughs> Let me not say that. Let me not say that. Let me not say that. He is not some of these people that you've been around. He is not a wayward person. He is not saying one thing and then sitting up and lying to you. He is not. Let me say that one more time. People in the back. He is not. Mm, my God. Mm. I'm, I'm a, let, me, let, me, let me let that go. All right. But it says in 2 Timothy, the third chapter, and it says the 16th verse. And I'm going to go up a little bit because this was good, too. Is that I'm going to go up to verse. Oh, let me go up to uh, verse 10. OK, but thou have a fully known my doctrine, manner of life. Come on now. Purpose, faith, long suffering, charity, patience persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Elm, at Lysra, which persecution I endured, but out of them all, the Lord delivered me. Let me say, Ooh, yes, God delivered him. And if you can't realize that, that we're going to go through persecution on this earth, that we're going to be able to, the only way we're going to be able to see God is going through that you cannot be a jelly bag Christian, that you can't sit up here and be patty caking with the world, that you got to go through some persecution, some heartache, some feelings because people ain't living right. Sometimes you're going to be lonely. Sometimes it's going to be God just sitting there and telling you, hey, I need you to be able to be in isolation in order for me to work on you. Now, if I'm hitting on some people, say, ow, and keep it moving. Don't get mad. Just get glad and let's keep it rolling. Now, let me say this also, too, is that we are going to go when we get to go home. To God, it ain't going to be all the time. You know, some of us are going to be able to lose our lives just because this is the word of God. and This is the truth. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. We are. It's not just going to be we're going to be caught up to meet him. The You know, rapture. No, some of us will be prosecuted and some of us will be put to death because of who we are. And we will be doing this because this is what God and Jesus went through in order for him to get us to where we need to be. Let me say that one more time for the people that you need to understand you're going to get persecuted. You're going to get misused and abused. You're going to you better get used to it because that's what you signed up for, because this is how it's going to be. If they did not accept Jesus, how much more do you think they're not going to accept you? Y'all better hear me though. Mm. Pass, I just, I, this is, the, look, this is what the word says. That's not what I said. This is what the word is saying. So when I say this, you need to make sure you understand what you signed up for. And make sure that you better make sure that you know who the word of God is, what God is, how he is, what's going on, how to be able to answer anybody in season and out of season. Because I'm telling you, it's coming. Now, let's go back. I don't like I said, God knows why I said what I said. But guess what? This is going to go out. Amen. Second Timothy, third chapter. We're starting back. 
at the 12th verse. Yea, and all that will live godly in Jesus Christ shall suffer persecution. Let me say that one time for the people in the back. Yea, and all that will have godly, live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Let me say that one time. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 14 verse, but continue thou in the things that thou have learned and has been assured of, knowing of whom thou shalt learn them. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. But continue thou in the things which thou have learned and haven't been assured of, knowing of whom thou have learned them. 15 verse, and from a child thou have known the holy scriptures. Let me tell you, that, that's for me. I don't know about you. I grew up in church too. Now, it wasn't always right. No, it wasn't tight but right. That church was not tight but right. But don't you know, because I know the word of God, don't you know, I start realizing what was right in the church and what was wrong in the church. And then at the same exact time, I was able to sit there and give them a holy, righteous response that so many times they would sit there and say, wait a minute, hold up. How does she know? See, there's a difference between <coughs> knowing your Bible, knowing and living your Bible. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Knowing your Bible, but also one more step than just knowing, living it out, walking it out. That means letting God be able to know who you are. And when you make a mistake, going back and repent for that mistake and still going and walking it out, living it out, studying the word of God and still let it apply to your life and into everything that you do. Amen. Amen. Now, when they were saying is about now that from a child, thou have known the Holy Scriptures which are able to make these wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. See, he's been learning the word of God under the seat of the, the acknowledgement of Gamali. And he's been knowing this for a long time. See, Paul was, you know, he was Jewish, but also he was Roman. Let me say that one more time for the people in that. He knows Roman culture. He knew the ambiance and he knew where to go and what, what to say and how, how, how to articulate his words and how to be able to go and speak his, speak where he needs to speak and go where he needs to go. But he also knew what the sin was in the, in, in the, in the Roman homes. He knew the sin that was in the Roman theaters. He knew what was going on and he knew what was going on in the church. So that's how he could be able to speak because he had the Holy Spirit. But also at the same exact time, when he became from Saul to Paul, God was able to ignore him to what do what thus says the Lord and give him the knowledge of what was going on. That's why he was able to write all of those letters because he visited him, saw what was going on. And also while he was in prison, able to educate many others that were around. So please don't tell me that God doesn't talk to you. That, that, that God doesn't breathe, that, you know, in not paneo, that he doesn't breathe on you because that's a lie to have from the enemy. 
He breathes on me all the time. He tells me things that I needed to know at a significant time and point in my life. And then still be able to educate me and anoint me to send me out. Amen. Now, man, Pastor, you're getting deep. I'm getting deep because it's deep calling the deep now. You can't just be on milk. And this is a form. But I'm telling you, it's, it's symbolic. You just can't be on formula anymore. You can't be on just shaking a bottle up and, and no, you got to be on some meat. You got to be able to cut through this. You got to be able to look inside of it, see if it's raw. And then you got to make it mean and well done in order for you to dissolve it and consume it. Y'all don't hear me though. See, some of y'all are so used to being, and I'm going to say this, welcome to the ones that are just now knowing who God is. And I'm asking God to impart, take into you the wisdom of Solomon and able to digest what I'm telling you on today. Whether it's Greek or Hebrew, where, whether whatever I'm talking about, which is what God wants us to know, still God is still God. He just wants you to know, simply put, he breathed the breath of life, his breath onto this word of God and was able to bless these people that wrote in this word of God to bless us in order for us to live the way we need to live today. Let me say that one more time for people in the back. <laughs> Quite simply put, not just knowing the God, not just living the word, not just seeing up and absorbing the word, but living it out and doing what God says do and being faithful and working in the work of God. Even as a child, Paul knew the significance of what the Bible meant to him and what it should mean to all of us. Amen. Now, <laughs> thank you, Lord. 16 verse, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And it's probable for doctrine, here we go, for reproof, for correction, get your butt right, for instructions in righteousness. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instructions in righteousness. And then it says that the man of God may be perfect. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now, let me say this one. Let me go back into this one. All scripture is given by inspiration of God. Come on now, and not Peneo. And it's profitable for doctrine. What we know to be as true. This is what God says as a Christian. This is what God told us as a believer to be able to know what God wants to do. And then for reproof, that means to be able to correct your butt when we're wrong. And for correction. And when we sit there and do something not right, God is going to correct us in love and he's going to sit there and chastise us. But also at the same time, he's going to show you what you did, what was wrong. That's why he did a parable for David. Y'all go back, go back into Samuel, first and second Samuel and see what God said. No, no, go, go back. But I'm going to give you a snippet. I'm going to give you a little bit snippet of it. King David was pretty much had uh, seduce uh, Bathsheba and her husband, which was his right hand man, you know, was uh, pretty much sent to the front lines and told the troops to draw back without him. And he got killed. And don't you know, the prophet Samuel, he knew about this. My correction, prophet Samuel, Nathan, I'm sorry. My correction is, is, is uh, prophet Nathan. And he knew about it. So he, the way that he approached him, he said, you know, my king, just, just paraphrasing. He said, you know what? Let me tell you something. 
I have a situation where uh, in your person had all of these lambs and, you know, he was able to have anything bought anywhere. But he went to this young man, this this other person that was, you know, lacking and he only had one lamb. But since he loved the lamb so much, he killed it and he wanted to feast on it and he was left with nothing. And don't you know that enraged David? And he said, who is this man so that I can be able to kill him for what he's done to this servant? He said that he said, my Lord, it was you. And don't you know, he couldn't say nothing back. He couldn't clap back. He couldn't sit there and say, well, I didn't know. David sat there and said, you know what? You're right. Sure, you're right. And he had to repent, got out of his kingly robes and, and repented. And, and don't you know that even when he repented, God still took his first firstborn from Bathsheba and him because he knew the sacrifice that man made for David. He knew how he was going out and doing what was right before God. And he was living the way that God wanted him to live. And don't you know, his wife should have sat there and said, no, I won't do it. I need to be faithful to my husband. Do you understand that the ways that we sit there and we sin against God, it becomes so foul. We don't even realize how significant it is for God to sit there and give us everything that we have. And then at the same exact time, it had not even Uriah was his name. And when they did that, and he was the general in his army. And when David did that to him, don't you know, because of the lust and all of the different things that was going on, because of the sin, you know, it was not just, you know, public humiliation, but it was personal. And I understand that we as people, we don't get how good God is until it's too late. We don't, as somebody told me one time, you don't know how good you have it until it's gone. You don't know how good you have it when you are able to hear from God. You're able to feel him on you and be able to just know when God comes into your house, into your room, into your presence. You don't know how good it is until it's gone. I heard so many people having um, died and went to hell and said the presence of God left them empty because it was no presence of God there. I don't want to ever feel like that. And when David said, do not take thy Holy Spirit away from me, from thy presence, Lord, don't do it. I want God to stay with me always, even until the ends of the earth. I want God to stay with me. Do you understand that and not Peniel, that this word is living and breathing and we need to partake of it? And daily, even myself, I get lazy because I have so many responsibilities and I sit there and I say, you know what, God, I need to lay that down because my first fruit, this is what God was telling me in, in, in the word. My first fruit needs to be reading the word of God, prayer, talking to him. We can get captivated. We can get busy and we can get distracted. But I'm telling you, once I sit down and I read this word. It is awestruck snapping in my face. It's like God slapped you in broad daylight and he still comes in broad daylight and says, I still love you, my child. Now get up and take your butt on and do what God says do and forgive and repent and keep going. 
So y'all ain't gonna hear me though. See, I'm I'm one of those. I'm 110% real. I I just don't I don't believe in shucking and jiving. And I honestly, like I said, sometimes I feel as though um we want to be so it's fake. Oh no, I don't want to be fake. I want to be real. So by the time that you see me, I, I want you to see. I want you to know who God is, and I want you to see God through me, and I want other believers to see the same thing. And it's like, I love it that we have all of these revivals that's showing up in Ashbury and Alabama and just in the Paneo. God is just breathing his breath of life on him. He's, he's just giving so much. But I also, you know, I say, Lord, I thank you so much for South Korea. I thank you so much for being able to bless me and place me here. That even if I'm not even in the States, I thank you so much for being able to feel your spirit, even while I dwell. Mm. Even where I dwell, you still come and see about your servant. I, I'm telling you, 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 once you, once you know who God is for yourself, it is eye-opening. It is so responsive. It is so peaceful. It is so mind-blowing because God just comes in and he settles into everything that you do and say. And he wants to commune with you. And he'll tell you, I miss you, my child. Or whatever how God talks to you. But that's how he talks to me. I miss you. I need time with you. Oh, my God. In the potato. And my soul, Rafa. Y'all don't understand. Rafa, soul. My soul is so full. I don't know what y'all, I don't know how y'all feeling, but God just comes in. And I thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you for his son that covers us every day. I thank you for just him being able to die on the cross. I mean, 42 generations and having to go and go Golfa and having to be stripped down. And his 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 clothes were were torn and just torn apart for for talons and having to be on the cross and having to be able to sacrifice it all just for you and me because he saw decades decades yeah little shake yeah little little shade that nobody else could see i love that man every day i'm like the bible has been disputed in court <clears throat> and it has won all every time this is the most disputable literature in the United States, and it has been proven to be infallible. There has been houses that have been, even churches that have been put into so around the world, put in so many different hot fires, and the Bible still comes out intact. And even if it comes out in not even in sight. God's word still stands assured. And I love it that when one of them, one of the uh, places that was bombed, it had the word of God on it. And it said to be, you know, you know, just this, you know, it was just talking about how in the last and evil days, that, that was the first scripture that came out and it was embedded into a rock. Oh my God. And I was like, do you understand that with the embeddingment of that rock that remember when Peter said, when Jesus said to Peter that you shall be named the rock and on this rock, I shall build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Y'all, the deep call deep. 
deep, calling deep. I'm smacking because this word, this word is so alive. I smack so much on this because I've been able to eat tonight. How about you? Now I eat every night, but I'm saying the word of God is so assured that my mouth is watering because I'm able to sit there and tell you I've been hungry. God's been feeding me and I want more. Mm. Oh my God. And not the nail. Mm. And it says, if you don't know God for yourself, it says Romans 10 and 9, 10th chapter, 9th and 10th verse, that if thou shalt confess with the with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Let me tell you something about who God is in not the name. Jesus. And your soul, Rafa, needs him. It is necessito, necessary in Spanish, to have him. You can't live without in Mount Benio. You can't live without the breath of life in you. Why won't you accept him as who he is in your life? And let him change the whole entire dynamics. Let it shift towards the way that needs to be. And you can have a relationship with him. Mm. Past has been deep. Yes, it's been deep, but that's what God is. He's calling the deep. He's calling the ones that have been out in. He's calling for a revival. He's calling for all this other stuff to go. And don't you know he's still saving? He's calling for the next generation to wake up and do what God says do. He's calling for you to do what God says do. Hmm. Mm, my God. Mm. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you heard today, Please follow and subscribe so we can help me on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Samsung, and also YouTube. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star rating. This will help us reach more people. And if you have any questions or comments, please find me on Facebook at It Is Written. My name is L-A-T. O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. Once again, L-A-T-O-N-Y-A-U-L-L-O-A. <laughs> it has been, oh, so blessing to me to know who God is. That God in the banal, I, I, I don't, I, that his love for us is so assured that from Genesis to Revelations, you see him and you see who God is. Don't deny who God is in your life. Accept him today. We don't have a lot of time. Tomorrow's not promised to us. Please, for the ones that are saved and of God and are believers, let me tell you something. Make sure you do what God says do no matter what. And for the ones that are not saved, choose ye this day whom you will serve. Whether it be God or man, you need to make that choice. And it says that in Joshua. But I want to say that as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Amen. Please make sure that let God breathe on you today. And if you don't know his voice, you don't know who God is. Ask him. Say, Lord, I want to know who you are. Show me who you are. Come and prove who you are to me. 
And he has done it so many times over for me and my family. I'm letting you know that now. And not Penel. I cannot get this out of my head. Breathe on us, Lord. Spirit, breathe on us today. And I thank you, Konosamida, from the bottom of my heart, for the ones that have been with me so long, to the ones that have just started listening to me. I appreciate you taking your time out of your day, whether you're in a car, at work, or just being able to do some housework, or what have you. I'm thankful and grateful that you have been able to understand who God is on today. And please, please make sure that you check out my podcast. Also, later on, we have some other things that's going to be coming on. But please make sure that you stay tuned in. Please contact me. Also, summertime is coming up. So my children will start coming in, Minuet and um, Somi. But they will be able to understand and help you understand from their perspective, their viewpoint, how God is for them. Amen. And I thank you and I praise God for you. Whatever you're struggling with, give it to God, knowing he is the one that has given you life and breathe and not paneo onto you. Amen. Que no se me da. Uh, 